Our reading today is from Psalms 115, page 510 on your pew Bible. Uh, Let us pray. Lord, our precious Redeemer, we just thank you for the opportunity to share in fellowship this morning. We just pray that our hearts and minds are open to your word so that we can grow closer closer together and closer to you. Amen. To your name give glory. Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name give glory. For the sake of your steadfast love and your faithfulness. Why should the nation say, where is their God? Our God is in the heavens. He does all that he pleases. Their idols are silver and gold, the work of human hands. They have mouths, but do not speak. Eyes, but do not see. They have ears, but do not hear. Noses, but do not smell. They have hands, but do not feel. Feet, but do not walk. And they do not make a sound in their throat. Those who, make their, those who make them become like them, so do all who trust in them. O Israel, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. O house of Aaron, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. You who fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. The Lord has remembered us. He will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. He will bless those who fear the Lord both the small and the great. May the Lord give you increase, you and your children. May you be blessed by the Lord who made heaven and earth. The heavens are the Lord's heavens, but the earth has given to the children of man. The dead do not praise the Lord, nor do any who go down into silence. But we will bless the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. Praise the Lord. The word of God for the people of God. We continue our way looking through uh, the different attributes of God, who God is, and the different um, aspects of his character, his nature. And today we're talking about a God who is all-powerful, almighty. As uh, the psalm says, he does all that he pleases. Psalm 115 is kind of dealing with one of the questions that would um, be for uh, the people of Israel and later for Christians because they did not make statues. They didn't make idols. Uh, No graven images meant there wasn't um, a God that could be displayed, a God who could be seen, a God who could be taken out in the streets in procession as the pagans did. Uh, The pagans would have statues of um, their gods there would be a temple of Zeus, and in there would be a picture, a statue of Zeus. Um, you go to Nashville, you can see a replica of um, the, the goddess Athena in the Parthenon, showing what that would have looked like back uh, when folks worshipped the goddess. And, and so the, the accusation against Christians was that they were atheists. They didn't have gods because we gather together and there's no statue. There's no image that we're bowing before and sacrificing to. 
And it would be the same question that would have been given to the Jews from the people who surrounded them and worshipped gods like Dagon and Marduk and all these. They would say, where's your God? And so here is the answer that we have in Psalm 15 to where is your God? We don't see anything. And the answer is, our God is in heaven. And he does all that he pleases. He is almighty. He does things. And the rebuttal is, your gods are idols of silver and gold that you have made, that you have crafted with human hands. You've taken a block of of metal and you have fashioned it into that idol you're bowing down before. And so it's pointing out that, yeah, you have a picture of a god with eyes, but those eyes can't see. You have a picture of a god, you have a statue of a god with ears, but he can't hear your prayers. You have a statue of a God with nostrils, but they don't smell the offering that you're burning before them. In other words, your God is powerless. Our God blesses us. Our God does things. Our God is mighty and able to act. Our God made the heavens and the earth. And so this is the God that we consider the one who made all things, and the one who reigns in power. We worship God El Shaddai, God Almighty, God Omnipotent. His name throughout Scripture is a name that itself claims his ability to do all things. Almighty is able to do everything. This truth of God who is capable and able uh, to do everything, a God who is not restrained, is is shared in so many ways, that he is a God um, who made heavens and earth by his great power and his outstretched arm. The prophet Jeremiah says, nothing is too hard for you. It's um, told that he, he people have their plans, but God is the one who works out what happens and takes place. He's the one who creates, but also continues to watch over and to govern all things. So nothing takes part apart from his sovereign power. And so as we celebrated in Christmas, when Mary was told that she would have a son, and she said, how can this be? I know not a man. And the answer is that it's the Holy Spirit, because with God, all things are possible. So we're going to take a few minutes to consider what does this mean for God to be almighty, God to be all-powerful? Well, first, let me, let me get rid of a few questions that um, uh, come to mind for some people. This, these are sophomore questions. Um, you, you know the meaning of sophomore. It's wise, fool, soft, wise, more. We get our word moron, you know, sophomore, right? People who are too smart for their own good that they're fools. And so the sophomore question says, well, can God make a square circle if he can do everything? No, God is bound by logic. God doesn't make things that are contradictory. God does things, but to say you do things doesn't say You just throw logic out the window. God works through order and reason, and the the way we understand the world follows a logical pattern that God does. God is pleased to be consistent and rational, and we worship a God like that, not a God who suddenly 
creates things into being, takes them out, changes everything. There's consistency. God doesn't make inconsistency, illogical, foolish things. Can God make a rock too big for God to pick up? Maybe you've asked that question. Maybe someone's asked you that question under the influence of substances. You know, you start thinking, wow, man, could, could God make a... Well, the real question there is, could God be limited in his power? Could God be so powerful that he could limit his power? No. God can't in any way limit his power. God is almighty. To, to say, can God come up with a question that he couldn't answer? It isn't saying something about God's power. It's saying something about diminishing his power, worded in a way to sound like it's actually asking about his power. But no, God cannot reduce his power. God is almighty. His power is without end. And the final one is maybe one we actually do face. Maybe more seriously is can God sin? Can God do evil? If God is almighty, can God do something that would be wrong and sinful? And the answer is no, because God is consistent with who he is. He is free to act according to his nature. His power is the power to do what he is and who he is, and God is good. And so that is to say God doesn't, he's not going to go against who he is. We, we don't act against our character uh, unless we're coerced. Right? We do what we want to do, and what God wants to do is good, and therefore God does not sin, God does not do evil, and sin and evil itself is actually a deprivation of the good. It's a reduction from good. And so very much it's saying, can he do less than what is all-powerful? So those, uh, those questions out of the way, which if those are something you're wrestling with, would, would happy to talk to you, and I'll not be sarcastic if we talk about it. I'll try not to be sarcastic if we talk about it. The other thing is God is really... We have to hold all of these things in consistency with one another. In other words, we, we talked today about God's power. We talked last week about God's knowledge. We're going to talk about um, God's eternal. We talk about all of these things, but they're not separated from one another. That God is all-powerful because he is all-knowing. God is all-powerful because time is not limiting. They're all connected. So if you've seen the movie Bruce Almighty... Um, theological classic with uh, Jim Carrey's um, typical over-the-top thing. It's a funny movie. But if you watch it, if you start considering it, it's not—it's the way we imagine God being powerful, just kind of, I can do whatever I want to do. And yet, if you, if you pay attention, it's only God's power that's given to him. It's not the other attributes, which are really part of his power. That is, he's still selfish, and his power is used in a selfish way. He's still limited by human knowledge. He's not all-knowing, and so he doesn't understand the outcomes of answering prayers. He, he is limited in time so that he's frustrated with how long it takes to answer prayers. In other words, all of the other attributes that God has... Bruce doesn't have. He only has the power, which means he's not really almighty, all-powerful. And so when we think about God's power, we have to remember his power in the fact that he is good. He doesn't exercise his power out of selfish motives. 
out of his need to be liked. He doesn't exercise his power out of ignorance of what that will do when he does um, the, the, the powerful response to needs. That God is all-powerful and yet all-knowing and all-wise, and it all goes together. And we worship this God. So we don't want to misuse this. We understand he's almighty. We understand he's all-powerful. We understand it's consistent with everything, but there's a few ways we might be tempted. And um, again, I'll footnote Stephen Charnock, which most of all of this series has been heavily influenced by. One of the things um, we might be tempted to do is to gullibly believe things and say, well, God can do all things, right? Like that that sometimes um, people have misrepresented things, and we've been tempted to be critical of someone who is um, Christian or claiming to be a Christian, and though they are claiming to do amazing things, too often God's people have been duped because they just want to say, I don't want to believe God can't do that. God can do everything. And it has been used to abuse people. It's been used to mislead people to say, well, are you questioning God's power? It it, it can be the, the same thing that we start wrestling with really complicated issues about who God is. And to, to think about those requires some effort and some work. And it can be really easy to say, rather than say, this is what the Scripture says, that he says, this is right, this is wrong, this is God, what God does, what God doesn't do, this is how God does things. In study of study of Scripture, it, I, I've known people who just say, well, God's God, God can do whatever he wants. And so rather than think through how God has revealed himself and consistently says, this is who I am, this is my nature, people just hold to whatever they believe and use that as a trump card to say, prove me wrong, God can do anything. And yet, that is a misuse of God's sovereignty. It's just saying, you you can't um, correct me because it's possible for God. And yet what possible for God, we, we have to understand God's shown us who he is and how he does things. The other misuse of this is to um, downplay our responsibility. God is sovereign. He is over all things. And yet, clearly we see in Scripture that my obedience is my responsibility. My turning and having faith is something we are called to be responsible to. It's not that, um, it's that God is not the author of sin. God it does not tempt anyone, we're told. In Him is light. There is no darkness at all. He is perfectly good. So anything that would say this evil is because God, or to say I'm going to do this and it's ultimately God's fault, is a misuse of the doctrine of God's power and sovereignty. Moreover, to look at a brother or a sister or a neighbor in need and and to not put forth my effort to go serve them and to help them and give my resources and share what I have when there is need and just to say, well, they're hurting, but God will help them. He's sovereign. He can make it happen. God uses us. He invites us, and we have an obligation to care for our neighbors and to care for brothers and sisters, none of us can use God's power to say they deserve it. If God really wants to bring them out of it, he will act because God is using us 
to be that hope. So anything that causes an understanding of God that diverts our responsibility from obedience, from faith, from serving others, from sharing the gospel, of saying if God wants them to be saved, they'll hear the good news, rather than going and sharing the good news with them. Anything that leads to us to be passive and inactive and to give the responsibility to God on the things that are our responsibility is not biblical. It's a misuse of the doctrine of sovereignty. So how does God's sovereignty help us? First, in prayer. Ben Patterson wrote a book on prayer, and in this he says, There is perhaps no greater evidence that human beings act contrary to their self-interest than the fact that we spend so little time talking to the one who made and loves us. An amazingly high percentage of Americans say they believe in God, but most can't find the time or the inclination to mutter much more than an occasional request for a small favor. We say we believe in an almighty God, How much time do we spend begging him to be at work in our lives? How much time do we ask God to be um, guarding us and watching over us? How much do we trust that he is strong and powerful and almighty and, and, and going to him with our needs and our burdens and our worries and our anxieties? I have to confess, if I get nervous, something I'm much more prone to go to Google than God. Let me come up with a solution. You know, how do you get your pet to stop acting like an idiot? How do you how do you get children to obey? How do you you know what is this this um, bump on my face? I mean, you know, I'm going to go find answers and kind of rather than bringing those anxieties to God and bringing my worries to God. If God is Almighty, spend time with Him. You have access to all power, power over all things in your life to come. That. Again, we, we're responsible. We need to do things. We need to be active and, and, and working. But at the same time, we do that after we have gone to the one who is able to do all things. How much time do you worry without going to the Almighty with those burdens and concerns? We're, we are in an anxiety epidemic. I mean, it is everywhere. There's just massive amounts of anxiety. And that should not be... For Christians who, who know that we can come to him and trust him and that he's able to do all things. Go to him in prayer. Your father who is loving and generous is almighty and can be a resource for every burden and every need. The second is comfort. You turn on the news and it's terrifying. A few years ago, it was even more terrifying, but, but we do get worried. We do look around at a world that seems out of control. I mean, I, I don't know how many countries are attacking each other in the Middle East at this point. It's, you hear of missiles being fired, you hear of tensions, you have those things. We, we, we fear an, another round of pandemic. We, 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 don't know what's going on in, in certain areas and just seems crisis after crisis after crisis and we get to the point we don't know what's happening and it seems out of control. And God says, the king's heart is a stream in my hands going where I will. 
God is in control. And when we get worried, when the news is getting us stirred up, what good news to know an almighty God is reigning over all things. Every individual is under his sovereign control, and everything that is happening is part of his plan that is working good for you, redeeming us and building his kingdom to know that you can take comfort, that nothing escapes his notice and is outside of his will. God is in control, and there's things that are happening that the news is not able to report as God is working his plan. Take comfort and what your heavenly Father is doing. You know, it might be helpful at times to look back on things that had you worried before. Anybody remember when we were terrified that hairspray was going to destroy the earth? Showing my age. Third, what wonderful encouragement for all that we do. Our sovereign God is at work, and he has a plan, and he has a purpose, and you are part of this. And the good news is, as Nick um, read the uh, call to worship of showing us what we're looking for, of all the nations praising our God, that his kingdom will come, and it will be perfect justice and perfect peace, and the kingdoms of this world will be before him, and every knee will bow and confess him as Lord. That's his plan, and that is what he is doing. And what incredible comfort to know that he is almighty, that he is sovereign. No one is going to throw that plan out of whack. Now, I used to be terrified. I I grew up in a um, kind of tradition that said you had to find God's will and do God's will. It's not the will in the Bible, but it's you got to figure out like exactly what to do. And if you, if you made a mistake and you moved to the wrong house or you took the wrong job, you're throwing God's will out of alignment. And I was so glad to discover the God of the Bible can't be overthrown by the poor decisions of a 17-year-old. That God is sovereign and he is working his purpose to establish and build his kingdom. That means when you are so frustrated with your sin when you are so frustrated with yourself and you're confessing yet once more and you seem to be stumbling to know the promise that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion. He is sovereign. He is going to build through the smallest, slightest things that we are struggling with and we are working with. He is patiently working in your life to make you who he wants you to be. And, and when you're struggling and, and concerned about being an influence on others and impacting others, when, when you've tried to share the gospel with someone you love, when you've invited someone to church and you keep getting that, yeah, I'll come someday, and they never do, when you keep trying to set up a time to, to, to meet with someone and share the love of Christ with them, keep going. It, 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 because God's plan is going to be accomplished. His People will be gathered in. He will redeem and his kingdom will be established. And as we share the good news, as we send resources to plant other churches, as we send um, resources to, to, to start a church in Ripley, as we send resources to um, overseas missions and to training others, we know that whatever happens, God is at work building his kingdom. He is establishing his church. And we look at the news and we look at the statistics and we look and we see, well, attendance is down. 
and mainline churches have apostatized, and, and the church just seems so weak, and it's not as influential, and we want to give up, and we think we're defeated to remember God is sovereign, and he is doing what he has said he will do. Jesus said, I will build my church. That means the almighty, all-sovereign, all-powerful God said, I'm going to bring in those whom I will. I am building my church. He is bringing his kingdom about, and it's not optional. He is going to do it because he is all-powerful, and he invites us in on that. He uses you as you fight against sin as you share your love, as you share your resources, as you're growing in your understanding of him, all of that is being used for it. And what wonderful news to know that the almighty God has said to we who get so discouraged, we who see that it looks like the church is losing, that he has said the gates of hell will not stand against you. He is crushing the serpent under your feet. And regardless of what it looks like, Regardless of how the world interprets things, Almighty God has said, this is what he is doing. And if he has said it, it is no less uncertain than a God who said, let there be light, has created the heavens and the earth. And he is doing this, and he's doing this through you. Trust him, believe, and take courage. Our God reigns. Now unto him who is able to do more than we can ask or imagine, be honor and glory and power forever. Amen. Would you please stand and let us state what we believe through the words of the Apostles' Creed. Amen.